0: Listeners, welcome back to the podcast. As always, this is your host, Sean Boyce. Today, what I want to talk to you about is scaling services. Now, I see a lot of examples in this from different companies that I work with as I try to help uh, CPA firms and CPAs in particular with scaling their service offerings, growing their firms. And from the examples that I study, what I see to be the most common way that people try to scale service companies is by hiring, which some of them are less aware of this than others, which is why I wanted to talk more about it in terms of how inefficient that truly can be. So if you're trying to scale a service company through the addition of just more resources, that will only make an incremental or potentially linear improvement. But like we learned from the product companies that we build, we're always looking to make you know lower lifts to make a more significant impact because it's higher leverage. Now, for example, if we could grow exponentially and not really focusing on the vanity metrics like revenue, but more important ones like profit, that's really the primary objective, or at least that would be strongly preferred. So, I want to talk more about that with you here today. And the principles that I've learned and studied over the years, studying product strategy can be applied here in a couple of different ways. We're going to talk about those as well. But in terms of uh, introducing this topic to you, um, one of the areas that's not leveraged as well as it can be which is a big component of what i do in helping a lot of these firms scale is making your operations more efficient so focusing on this improvement in operational efficiency which many firms have available to their disposal more than likely all of them at least all the ones that i've entertained or interacted with thus far and what that starts with is finding you know at least identifying and then working your way towards eliminating what's referred to as a bottleneck which essentially is the typically the slowest step in the process for how your firm operates. That's what we refer to when, when I'm mentioning a bottleneck is it's the slowest step in the process, which is something you're going to need to find and eliminate in order to make your process more operationally efficient. So... Every company can benefit from this, but in particular, I want to refer to and speak directly to the companies that are in that kind of high growth mode at the moment. So if your firm is experiencing significant growth, this is very important to focus on because if you don't, the things that you might be trying, the more traditional approaches that I've mentioned already, which is just hiring as aggressively as you can, is actually setting you up for failure further down the road. And uh, I want to share a case study with you guys, something I studied in grad school when uh, when I received my MBA. And it was regarding uh, the then CEO of the company Home Depot. So, you know, the home goods and uh, the retail supplier where you get a lot of tools and things like that to make improvements to your home. Um, when Rob Nardelli was running Home Depot, one of the things he did was simply grow it, as in he just made their footprint larger. He definitely increased revenue, which at the time was kind of, he was receiving some credit for because he was making the organization's footprint larger. But and as this case study details, we believe it was a Harvard business case study, it goes into the fact that he increased both revenue but also expense in lockstep. And if you do that, the math is pretty straightforward to the point where you know if you're revenue doubles, but so does your expense. Your profit stays the same because that's a pretty simple equation if you boil it down to brass tacks. Revenue minus expenses typically gives you somewhere in the, in the area of your profit. So people became wise to this. And as such, throughout this case study, what they talk about is the share price didn't move. And the share price was thought to have not moved because it didn't increase their profitability. So they were generating more revenue, but they were also spending a lot more. So they weren't keeping any additional. So worse than that, they were just growing the complexity of the organization so it became harder to manage as you gain all that additional momentum you need to keep up with that momentum as well also which makes this process much more difficult so i want to share that as a case study because i thought that was interesting another analogy here you know because that's a real world case study is thinking of a, a high performance car essentially if you you know if you're trying to build a high performance car but you start with a basic car and instead, you upgrade the engine to make that you know two or three times more powerful than what the car previously had, powering it. That's great and all, but if you don't upgrade the rest of the systems like the power delivery system, the suspension, and the brakes, you're going to have bad time because the rest of that car is not going to be able to keep up with that level of growth. And that's what I see when I'm working with these professional services or scaling these service companies: is it grows in complexity, uh, revenue grows considerably, but The primary strategy for trying to make them or help them grow or meet that demand is just to kind of add bodies to throw people at the problem, which doesn't work if you're using the same design for your organization that you were using previously. So I want to talk a little bit more about what you should be doing instead and more of a process-oriented approach towards making sure that this ultimately works for you and you can improve your operational efficiency. At the same time, as you're growing your organization, when I say growing your organization, I'm focusing more on profit. That's, I think, not entered into the equation uh, as significantly as it should be, because a lot of the focus goes towards revenue. So, in order to do and take more of a systematic approach here to what I think is a better strategy, which is finding and eliminating these bottlenecks to repeatedly and continuously improve the operational efficiency for your company. I would like you to chart your growth trajectory first. Like, starts with mapping out, okay, where are we today and where do we expect to be by when? All these companies are investing in different ways to make their firm grow, right? to grow potentially their revenue, right? A lot of the focus is there. That's what they use often as a barometer for measuring growth. But what we need to know more than that is not just that you expect to grow. It's how much you expect to grow and by when, uh, in particular, that When component becomes really important because if you don't know by when, or at least you don't have a projection for that, then it kind of puts on the back burner, making other upgrades to your system in order to be able to benefit from those investments and growth when they start to pay off, which is seemingly inevitable if you are making significant investments of growth. Most firms grow when they make those investments. Most are also not ready for that growth because they haven't made investments everywhere else, right? the car analogy back into the picture they've upgraded the engine and then before they um before you know before they start using that vehicle with that additional power they need to make the investments and upgrades elsewhere but they typically don't and as such that breaks things other systems will break down you won't be able to support that growth and you cause a bigger problem which would require you to potentially lose business and then you suffer sometimes um Irreversible damage to your brand and reputation. So, we want to avoid that. So, the next thing after you create this charting your growth trajectory is I want you to create what I refer to as a value map. And the value map in this case is looking at the other side of your organization. It goes beyond what you're focusing on in terms of the things you can do to grow. And it focuses more between particular phases of your operations, which for a lot of professional services firms is, I would say, between client acceptance and service delivered. So as you are connecting with new prospects that have an interest in doing business with you, they they need the services that you offer, all the way to and through how they start to receive the services that you offer and how you're ultimately able to deliver them and provide them for them. I want you to map out today what it takes to complete those steps in the process as someone goes from a prospect to a paying customer. They say, yes, we want your services, we're ready to start working together. Basically, what are all the steps in the process for them to become a paying customer, all the way to and through receiving benefit from the services that your professional services organization offers? Map out each step and not just each step in the process, but how long it takes typically to complete each step as people go through the process and what your capacity is for improving the throughput through that process. When I say throughput, what I mean is, you know, if you typically get five people going through that process in a week, right, going through each of those stages or if we focus on one stage to make it even simpler right now, five people are going through that step in the process each week. If that needed to become 10, 20, 50, right? If you're going to increase things significantly, how much more of that can you handle based on the current design of the process? And this is really the place where the process starts to break down because people are not having this conversation before they intend to grow. They intend to grow. And then when that growth shows up, they are expecting the previous process to carry them through the next phase of growth, which is unreasonable. Uh, More than likely, you have, and I see this all the time with the organizations I help, particularly CPA firms, you have probably some steps in the process which are one person. You know, your firm might be 50 to 100 people, but you may have one step in the service delivery process, which comes down to a single individual. And if if you go from, you know, like I just mentioned, 10% all the way to 100% increase in throughput through that step in the process. And that's a single person. That person's probably overwhelmed now, but they're definitely going to be overwhelmed. And who knows, they become, you know, potential flight risk. They might turn over, they might quit because you weren't giving them the resources that they needed. And you may not even be aware of it for these folks that are single points in a failure of the process. So be on the lookout for that. And that'll become more obvious as you create this value map uh, to kind of map out and see each of the steps in the process that you have at the moment. Okay, so now I wanna to talk to you about how we identify those bottlenecks. So I just mentioned an example of one, right? If you create your value map and you can see each of the steps in the process, remember the data that we're looking for there. We're looking for how long it takes to complete each step in the process and what the capacity, what the capacity of that step currently is, right? You might be at half capacity, meaning that you can support growth by double. If you measure these metrics at each step in the process on your value map, that will start to make it easier for you to identify which steps in this process are your bottleneck or could potentially be a bottleneck and also potentially in order. So what that looks like is you measure the time it takes to go through each step and the capacity and you compare those numbers together. And then you use that to compare all of the steps in the process together. What you're going to do is you're going to focus on Which of those have the least capacity? The ones that have the least capacity but are in a critical path, those steps are your bottleneck, right? One may stand out and be obvious because you need to prioritize this process as well too. So you're looking for the steps in the process with the least amount of capacity that take the most time to kind of complete that process today. That's where you're going to want to focus. And that's where you're going to want to look at what it takes to eliminate that bottleneck, which is the one I want to talk about next. So after you've identified them, I want you to focus on those steps in the process and think through, how do I redesign this to support, support significant growth, right? And this goes back to charting your growth trajectory. If you know what your growth trajectory is is anticipating, at least, it may not turn out to be exactly that, but you have an idea for how much you want to grow, you could start lining up and parallel processing, improving your operational efficiency to match your growth trajectory. And that's where that when component comes into play that like I mentioned earlier, which is I'm expecting to grow by X, by Y date. We know that. Now we know when we need to start making investments because these things aren't going to happen overnight. So that's another thing I want you to realize is that you know you might focus on growing your services firm and that growth might show up. But if you're expecting to be able to flip a switch and that step in the process or the whole process itself to be able to support you know 10% to 100% capacity, additional throughput, then you're kidding yourself um, because this is what I see all the time is firms that are in growth mode. It's, you know, investing in the growth when that growth pays off, they expect their process from the previous phase to be able to support their growth and the next phase. And that's where things start to, that's where things start to break down. So I want you to use those metrics and these strategies in order to identify these bottlenecks and then work towards eliminating them in lockstep with what your plans are for growth related to your mapped out growth trajectory. Another thing to look for too that I mentioned already is which steps in the process are a single individual, right? Because that's always a bad idea. Uh, it doesn't really matter what level your growth rate is or how much work you know your supply chain or your client acceptance to service delivery is expected to support. If you have a single person responsible for being the only person responsible for a, a critical step in the process think about that what that does to your organization it cripples you to an extent because that person can't take PTO uh, that person becomes a significant flight risk if you lose them so you need backup for these individuals but more importantly you should turn people into a process so think of it that way if you have any steps in the process that are a single individual you want to make that into a process because that's something you could properly scale even if it's still one person for the current phase you can always add more resources later that's going to be harder to do if the current step is managed as an individual as opposed to a process if this if it's a single individual now that's following the process you can add more individuals but if it's just an individual and you're not ready necessarily to add someone else as efficiently as you could and that's going to be important to do okay so another thing to know about this process right this strategy will help you improve improve your operational efficiency and prepare for true scale but It's not a one and done type thing, right? If you complete the steps in this process, you identify the bottleneck by charting your growth trajectory and mapping out your uh, value delivery system. That's great. And that will help you identify a bottleneck that let's say you have identified and eliminated, improve the capacity of, right? You remove that bottleneck from the critical path. Keep in mind that the bottleneck never really goes away. It typically just moves. So if you have 10 steps in the process and step two which your bottleneck before, If you eliminate that bottleneck from the process by redesigning and improving the capacity of it, your next bottleneck might be at step three or step four. So it's the next slowest step in the process is just going to be somewhere else. So you need to continuously be investing in this process to make sure that your operations is able to keep up with your sales and your growth. So that is going to be really important. And that makes this more of a process than it is a one-time thing. So I want you to think of it in that way. So... Um, What can you do to get started here to kind of prepare your professional services firm for more growth and start thinking through how to scale services? Well, it's doing the things that I laid out in this episode here. It's chart your growth trajectory and create that kind of value map or value delivery system so that you can be on the lookout for where you need to make improvements from an operational efficiency perspective before that capacity needs to be increased significantly. Right, because you need a ramp period that's going to take a minute. Uh, so I want you to complete these exercises if you're in growth mode now or you're planning to make significant investments in growth at a later date. And if you need any help with this process, this is something that I do. Uh, I specialize in helping professional services firms with growing and scaling their services, in particular, CPAs and CPA firms. And I can help you do this, which will ultimately lead to an exponential increase in your profit without adding any significant headcount. Um, if you want to know more about how we can do that, I uh, talked a little bit about that today, but we can talk about that in greater detail and how that might be customized for your organization. Just email me at sean at nextstep.io and we'll talk more about it. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at nextstep, nxtste io. Thanks for listening to this episode of Product Launch. I hope you got value out of it. I like to feature product people on my podcast because that's who I love to help. I'm a product strategist and I can help you scale your business and grow your profit through a product. If you'd like to learn more about how I can help you, email me at sean at nextstep.io. That's sean s e a n at nextstep nxtstep.io, or visit my website at nextstep.io. That's nxtstep.io.